T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back in the big sports talk, Friday edition, Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak and Charlie Long now want to break down our magical... Mock drafts that we painstakingly, magical, huh? yes, we we delve deep into by just going into the Pro Football Focus Simulator and seeing what would churn out for us. Uh, let's. I, I would like to say I did a lot more work than Steve. <laughs> did y'all get your grades? I, I I ignore my grade completely because PFF is wrong. P, PFF is. I got a B plus. So overall, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll take it. There, I will also mention before we get into this, there is a post on WWL.com. It does not include Charlie's because I didn't know he was doing one until uh, I, like, I got him late to the party. Yes. Yeah, so next time we will have him from the start, and I'll make sure he does more work. So my picks are a mystery. Organized. Yes. Yeah. So we don't definitely. know his, but we're gonna go through. And so I'm not gonna name all of the picks right. that were made. But there were because there are a lot of them, but they are all in that post on WWL.com. So if you're curious how these boards developed, you can go check that out. And uh, it's you can also listen to the podcast inside Black and Gold. We broke all of these down, and uh, either on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, check it out. It's WWL Sports on YouTube. But so Steve, let's go through yours first, okay? Uh, because mine's it, the messy one. In yours, the <laughs> one, thing worth noting. So Bryce Young goes number two. Will Levis goes number four. Those are the first two quarterbacks off the board. The interesting quarterback is Anthony Richardson, who went number seven in your draft. Right. Um, and then you'll go. And then it took it took a while for C.J. Stroud to come and off the board. And then the Patriots took C.J. Stroud, which is interesting. We just talked about how the Mac Jones situation is not working out very well. Um, and then so they would basically be drafting his replacement. So in this situation – this might be a, oh, maybe the Saints can go trade for Mac Jones now. Like, that's an interesting conversation to be had if the Patriots do move on from Mac Jones and draft a C.J. Stroud. Anyway, going down, you ended up getting to number 30. And uh, why did you pick – name? say your pick and, and tell us why you got him. Yeah, I ended up going uh, on the interior of the defensive line. Um, Mazzy Smith from Michigan, uh, to me, a big run stuffer that this team – was sorely lacking this past season. I can't believe how far the the run D in total just dropped. Uh, just see a guy like Smith being able to come in right away, plug in there, be a space eater. I uh, would like to see him develop more of the pass rush ability, but I think he's someone that could be a solid anchor on that D-line for a couple years to come kind of deal. Gotcha. Now, let's just stick with the first rounds. So, uh, I don't even have Charlie's in front of me. He's just going to have to tell me who his pick is and why he made that Drum pick. Drum roll. Did oh, so I'm giving it right now? Yes, yes with the 29th pick yeah, and then so the draft, Charlie fell selects. down to me in this draft that I kind of really like because I saw him a couple of times in college. 
Uh, Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid falls okay. to me at 29. I'm tired of the Saints not having good tight end play. I feel like tight end is a position of need. Jawan Johnson was fine as a red zone target this year. Right. But Dalton Kincaid is more of the type that stretches the field to the red zone, so to speak. So a uh, guy that will get a bunch of catches, guy that's NFL ready. I like him a lot. Um, so that was my first pick. That's an interesting one. And, you know, it's funny because he was at the senior bowl, but he did not participate because he was dealing with an injury. So I don't ha- I didn't get to see him quite as much. Um, one thing is, so I was on a conference call with Daniel Jeremiah today, the NFL Network analyst for the draft, and he was talking about how he thinks this is the number, the, the probably the best tight end or the deepest tight end draft that he's seen in a decade. And I almost think that because of that, I think that the Saints going tight end in the first round is unlikely because it's so deep that you that you probably will be able to find someone later in the draft. But either way, Dalton is a good pick. Any of these guys would be good picks. Um, the guy I took is a guy who I don't think is going to be available, but he was <laughs> available in this mock. And it's the same guy who went number seven in Steve's draft to the Raiders. It's the same guy who went number 18 in Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft to the Lions. And uh, that's Anthony Richardson, who was on the board at number 29. And we talked to Daniel about Anthony today on the call. And here's what he had to say about him. And making calls just around the league. The best way to do, you know, the quarterback conversation is talk to the teams that don't need one. And then you'll get kind of an accurate feel of just how they evaluate him and what they think. And Anthony Richardson is the, you know, the second quarterback for several teams that I talked to. And, and we can look at the numbers and, you know, I, it doesn't look great on paper and you look at the accuracy and this, that, and the other, he's got elite, elite arm strength. He's a rare athlete. You don't see quarterbacks, you know, running away from LSU with 80 yard touchdown runs. Like he's got big time, big time ceiling, big time ability. And, you know, you can find the games. If you want to fall in love with Anthony Richardson, you pop on Utah, you think he's the first pick in the draft. Um, even Missouri, he makes some big time plays in that game. So, you know, I know it's a little bit of a roller coaster. I know he hasn't played a ton, but teams are starting to look at some of these quarterbacks as lottery tickets, and this one has the biggest payout. So that's why I think you're going to see Richardson go pretty high. The reason I had him there with the Lions is I think sometimes when you have that those two picks, I almost you know I say it's a luxury because you're trying to get good players. But when you look at the landscape of the NFL right now, and you look at you know the high high end quarterback play. You know, this gives you an opportunity to, you know, take a shot on one of those guys who could be that, you know, he's not at that level right now, but ceiling wise with, with him and Jared Goff, his ceilings, you know, immensely higher. Jared's a, is a, is a solid steady player right now. He's playing winning football. Um, but I think there is a ceiling on him. This, you know, with Anthony Richardson, you don't have a ceiling. So that's why I think you'll see him go, but I don't think, you know, in, in making just calls over the last couple of days, I don't even think he'll get there. Yeah, and so that's why he's on the board. I'm taking him at 29. I don't expect him to be on the board at 29. But right, once it's not I, your fault. Once I saw him, yeah, I don't. I didn't make the board. Like, like again, if you want to complain about the board, go complain to Pro Football Focus. I just did what they, you know, I just went with what they told me, and he's on the board. I'm taking him. And if I'm the Saints in that situation, I'm doing the same thing. The question is, at what point, if the Saints do think he's the number two quarterback in the draft, as Daniel Jeremiah said that he found teams that felt that way, which means that they think he's either higher than Bryce. Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, um, will they trade up? You know, if if they think they have to get ahead of maybe the Ravens at 22, maybe it's worth it. But either way, uh, I think that there's only a couple quarterbacks in this draft that I really think the Saints have a chance at A, and it would be worth going all in on, and he's one of them. That's interesting to, to see 
what will happen, obviously, because we know the story of what happened with the Saints and Patrick Mahomes. Is there going to be a quarterback in this year's draft that they might feel as strongly about trading up for? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think the way the way Dan Jeremiah put it was interesting. It's like, yeah, if you view a quarterback as a lottery ticket, his is the, has the highest payout potential, and I agree with that. Um, so let's let's move on to the second round. Your the the guy you picked. You know, we're not going to go through the entire board again. Right. You can find that on WWL.com if you want to look at it. The guy you picked, I would be surprised if he is there, just like I was surprised to see Anthony Richardson around. Uh, who is it, and why'd you take him? Yeah, and it was actually a guy that I had considered. Uh, taking with the 29th overall pick in Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida. Oh, wow. Uh, a hu- huge need, obviously, for this Saints on the offensive line. And just think that, you know, reading reading about him, uh, I love that one article called him basically the human steamroller. And I definitely want to see that for uh, not only just helping block in the passing game, but the Saints need a road grader up front and to, to help with this uh, the rushing attack last year that mightily struggled, and I think Osiris Torrance would be a big get for them. Uh, obviously, number 40, I don't know if he'll be there. Uh, I considered, like I just said to you before, cons- even taking him with the 29th pick and was really surprised when he was there with 40, so had to jump on it. Yeah, well, in my in my mock, I, I put down the players that I was most tempted by at, yeah. at 29, and he was going to be, if Anthony Richardson wasn't there, he was going to be the guy I was going to take. And he went the next pick hmm. to the Eagles in my mock draft. So that's probably a more realistic spot. If you want him, you're probably going to have to take him at 29. And I, while it might annoy people to see another interior lineman drafted by the Saints late in the first round, I think it would be a really good pick, another senior bowl guy, um, just for the sake of uh, getting this – Getting through this, Steve then went on to make the homer pick of Tajay Spears out of Tulane. A great pick, in my opinion, in terms of, like, I really want him on the Saints. Right. Probably a reach in the third round, but I'm yeah. not going to complain about and it. And we were kind of talking off mic before going on air about our you know draft grades. I don't recall exactly what I ended up with, but I do recall P- yeah, PFF <laughs> gave me a D-minus for taking Tajay, Spe- Tajay Spears with the 71st overall selection. Yeah, just from seeing... Obviously, his development at Tulane, uh, the Saints' massive need at the running back position. Yeah. This was definitely, you want to call it my homer slash need pick for sure. Yeah, and I, I was tempted in the third round too, but <laughs> I, I kind of landed on the idea that he was going to be available in the fourth if right. I wanted to take him, and he did not go in my mock draft. Um, in the second round, I went with a defensive tackle the, for the same reason you went with Mozzie Smith in the first round. I went with Baylor defensive tackle Siaki Ika, who kind of because kind of need meets value. You do need to beef up the interior defensive line, and so that does it for me. And then the third round, and this is why I, I mentioned Charlie that I think you could get really good value at tight end in this draft, but you don't necessarily have to do it in the first round. And that's because at seventy one or seventy two, whatever it was, I was able to grab Darnell Washington. The gigantic tight end out of Georgia, and I don't use throw that around lightly. He is a behemoth of a human, even at the tight end position. And the only reason I think he's going in the third round is because he was on a team with Brock Bowers, and he is probably the best tight end in America. Um, but this is a guy who can get on the field immediately because he's gigantic and can definitely block. hard not to find him, right? Yeah, and when you when we talked to Dennis Allen at the end of the season, one of the things that he pointed to specifically that he felt like this offense needed to get was a premier contested catches guy. 
Well, when you put a 6'7", 265-pound dude out there on the field, contested catches get a lot easier. So I think that would be, you know, if you compare Anthony Richardson and Darnell Washington, and then you beef up the interior defensive line, I love that combination of a, of a top three pick mock draft. So that's why I went with that. Darnell Washington reminds me a lot of a guy like Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. Just a huge target in the middle of the field. And a lot more athletic than you'd think. Yeah, uh, just kind of looking at him. Yeah, but Brock Bowers, I mean, that's that's the headline guy. We were talking about Kyle right. Pitts had gone fourth overall just a couple of years ago. Brock Bowers is going to be He'd right be up there. He'd be a first-round pick if he came out this year. Oh, yeah. He's not eligible. <laughs> um, my second-round pick, I went with the local guy, B.J. Ojolari, okay. in the second okay. round. Okay. I, I felt like it was good value at pick 40. Guys, I would have taken Osiris Torrance if he was there at 29 in a heartbeat, but he went like he 20 in my mind. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, he went really early, but I, I agree with you, Steve. That's a great pick, especially in the second round. I, I think he's a lock for the first, though. And then uh, third round, you know, this was one where I was back and forth. I was maybe considering taking Devon A. Chain out of Texas A&M, mm-hmm. getting, addressing that running back position. But I just went ahead and took Hendon Hooker. You know, ah, there he was we go. there Someone in the third took, round. It would be wrong if one of us didn't take him. I know. Exactly. Someone had to, right. But I took ten, the chance on the Tennessee quarterback. This is the situation where you bring back Andy Dalton and then just uh, get Hendon Hooker up, up, up in the wings and have Dalton be that bridge guy. But Hendon Hooker at pick 71 um, – I felt like it was pretty good value so there. So you want to see Andy Dalton throwing to Dalton Kincaid. There we go. Interesting. Interesting. Both you guys are interested uh, that tight end was a, an early, obviously, get for you in this uh, mock draft, this go around. What does that what, – what are your feelings on Adam Troutman? What, are, what does this team do with him? How, we haven't seen much of that development of anything – uh, in the three years now he's been in black and gold. Trapman's lack of development is why I took a tight end in the first round. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think you hope that you, you pair him with a new tight ends coach in Clancy Barone, who I think, you know, there's a chance that maybe he can unlock something in Adam that you haven't seen. But Adam is under contract for one more year. I think he's a reliable blocking tight end, right? Like, in the sense that, you know, Josh Hill was a guy with a big role in this team for a long time. I think that's kind of where he's landed. And you have Juwan as kind of that move tight end. Taysom Hill is not a tight end. He doesn't even get used in that role. Yeah, we don't call him that, right? And so, like, I think you kind of – I think you're just trying to find an, another asset that you can put there. And, you know, you're probably not going to bring back Adam after this season. And, and that's kind of where you're at. But I agree with that. Yeah, it was just one of those guys that – you were thought was going to have that third breakout year. I guess you were hoping at least. Yeah, I mean, that's when you wanted to see it, right. <laughs> and, yeah, just never never really came to fruition. I know he suffered a concussion early on. I think it was against the Green Bay Packers in preseason. Uh, he and, was in the concussion protocol. I don't know if he ever had a concussion, but, yeah, yeah, that was And that I just worked. noticed that practice, though, during the entire year, he was one of the few players that still kept those uh, koozies on your head. I don't know the best description for yeah. the, the, the guardian caps, the guardian the caps, mushroom thank you. Yes. Yeah, the mushroom. Yeah. Uh, but, but I just thought that was kind of interesting that he would still wear that in practice. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was because he was dealing with the concussion protocol and that was, but like the entire yeah. season, even maybe he just likes it. Eric McCoy said that he loved him, even like as a center who banged head against heads against people all the time. He just said he likes him, so he wore him too. We're gonna, we like Corey and Jimmy who are hanging on the line for us right now in the Oaken Heart Jewelers talking text line. We'll be coming back for mock them after success. the break. Thanks Absolutely. For through that. Can't wait for Mock Draft 2.0, whenever that will be. Coming back with more sports talk after this on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.